You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site, we're getting you ready for your last-minute fantasy football drafts here in Redraft Leagues for 2021. We only have a few more days before it all gets started here with the Buccaneers and Cowboys on Thursday night. Their great opener. Got to get your uh, teams, however, together here before then. So we got uh, a lot of drafts tonight on Monday, Labor Day. Do some work on Labor Day here to uh, dominate your fantasy football leagues. And uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. So get them in. It's good to wait till the last minute. You get the best information. So you're drafting with the most knowledge. And that's what we're going to do here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. We kind of uh, looked at the positions and uh, told you where things were going Last week here with updates and all that, we had some uh, last-minute draft thoughts as well. We're going to focus them on the team. So this is just the overall feelings of these teams. I know we did some uh, division breakdowns where we talked about four teams in each show. But here we'll go individual and we'll hit all 32 teams in one show. So go rapid fire here. Final thoughts on these teams. uh, Things that we like, things we don't like here, uh, specific player-wise and all that. And that. Trends that you need to know about for these teams right before your drafts. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. We started August 30th, and we're going through September 8th with Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview. That's Wednesday, taking through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lacanfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, and continue to tune in through September 8th. All right, let us uh, dive into the show, and we're going to get through every team. We're going to go in alphabetical order, so we're going to hit uh, 10 teams in our first segment, 10 teams in our next segment, and then uh, close it with a rapid fire of 12 there. So getting into the teams here in 2021. Let's uh, start here in Arizona. We look at uh, the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray, do we believe he's going to run less? I don't totally buy it. I think the nature of this offense is they need Kyler Murray to run so he's been uh, threatening to r- run less, and he could with throwing shorter passes. Rondo Moore, Chase Edmonds could be the extension of that, or trying to extend plays and try to get it downfield to DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green. But I still don't wouldn't worry too much about that. But that Rondell Moore is still a good Rondell Moore is still a good sleeper there. Later in drafts, I think they're going to use him a lot more than we think, and maybe as a complimentary number two piece to DeAndre Hopkins. So good stash there, Kyler. Don't be wor- too worried. He's still there firmly in that top three with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the top-tier quarterbacks, because he can do a lot of damage passing, but I don't think the running is going to be as dwindled as some people might think. That's an exaggeration again. Murray's a takeoff run guy. He's got too much talent in that part of his game where that's going to be limited here. The next team that we look at, the Atlanta Falcons. And with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, we're looking at uh, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley show. Calvin Ridley, we've talked about it. I still think he has the potential to be the number one wide receiver on the board right there with Devontae Adams. So if you're getting him outside of Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, in that uh, two, three spot, I think it's fine. You can go for it. Calvin Ridley going to dominate targets and have a chance there. Kyle Pitts, a little bit buyer beware. He is a rookie. 
He's got to still learn a lot of things. I still think he's going to be special in time. He's going to emerge as a really top tight end one here in the second half season. But just be wary that could take a little while to get going. That said, he has a great matchup right away in week one against the Eagles. Their team that just struggled against the tight end badly last year with their linebackers and safeties. Remember that Tyler Higby game certainly in play here for Pitts in week one. You look at uh, Baltimore. That's the next team we go to, the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, look, their wide receiver core looks shot right now. Rashad Bateman is on the shelf. Sammy Watkins is hurt. You have Miles Boykin not available. But this helps Marquise Brown a little bit. Would I still overdraft him? No. I still think you're going to see what we expect from the Ravens without those receivers and J.K. Dobbins. A lot of Gus Edwards, a lot of Mark Andrews. Those guys helped a lot with the developments of the preseason with the injuries and all that so Gus Edwards certainly bumps into RB2 status doesn't matter if you're standard half point or full PPR and Mark Andrews still locked in again if I'm going to go a little safer early in the season at tight end I would look at Andrews over Pitts right there with TJ Hawkinson of the Lions the next team we'll talk about is the Buffalo Bills and with the Bills uh, we have uh, to watch their kind of overall offense can they Build on what they did last year. That was a key thing of their offseason. Can they add to it with their running game? I wouldn't uh, look at that just yet. I think this is still going to be a very heavy run team here in uh, 2020. Or past team, I should say, in 2021. I don't think you're going to see it become a very heavy run team. And if it does, Josh Allen is still going to be a big part of it here. And what they do. So keep that in mind with the... Bills, I think it's still going to be pass, 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 uh, go nuts there. And uh, we expect that to uh, happen here in 2021. That's why Josh Allen's a lead option. If you were deciding between Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, I think just the information on Murray maybe running a little bit less will make you pivot to Josh Allen. You have Emmanuel Sanders and some bigger weapons there. So not interested at all. Still in the backfield of Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. That's the situation I'm going to avoid. Stefan Diggs, again, anywhere in the top Five or six at wide receiver is fine. I think just be wary that Ridley could outscore him here with the touchdowns. And uh, Tyreek Hill has a little bit more big play upside as well. So don't overdraft Diggs. I don't think he's going to necessarily bump up the touchdowns as much as you think. Avoid Moss and Singletary and go all in on Josh Allen. All right. Let's go to the Carolina Panthers. And not a lot of great vibes there from Sam Darnold. It doesn't look like he's going to come through here. But... Let's hope he facilitates the receivers. That's why I don't really like DJ Moore. He's a guy I'm avoiding. Robbie Anderson, however, with the Sam Darnold connection, I think he'll light it up the way he did with Teddy Bridgewater last year. So keep that in mind. But Christian McCaffrey coming in is going to cut into other targets being valuable because Curtis Samuel was fantasy relevant because McCaffrey was on the shelf. So keep that in mind. Robbie Anderson is the wide receiver I'm targeting as wide receiver three. Bargain McCaffrey still the number one overall pick. But otherwise, uh, I'm not going to invest too much in the Panthers. Their defense, you could look at them as a streamer against the Jets there in week one at home. But that's how you're going to look at them only, even though they have a lot of young offensive talent now, or defensive talent now, adding uh, Brian Burns and Derek Brown and Jeremy Chin and their latest addition there in the back end, J.C. Horn. Now we go to the Bears. When will Justin Fields start? It could be after week one when Andy Dalton has to uh, take his lumps against the Rams in that defense on Sunday Night Football. So something we're going to watch there for sure. But Fields, again, draft him as a high-end QB2. Don't uh, overdraft him because you don't know when he's going to start exactly. You need to have some options. You can go with the bridge streaming route here. 
in terms of fantasy football early until Fields is there available to play. So look at those early season matchups. Maybe play the streaming game, but at some point if you can get Fields in, when the Bears get him in, you're looking at a potential QB1 because of his high running floor and finishing in the top 12 there. For the Bears, also very high on Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Guys that I'm more reluctant to get, David Montgomery, I think his uh, workload could be cut in a little bit with Tarek Cohen and uh, having uh, Damian Williams in there. So he's not a guy I'm going to invest highly in as an RB2. Allen Robinson is going to deliver as wide receiver. Why I think Darnell Mooney is wide receiver. Three upside, be careful of Cole Komet, even though there's some uh, upside with him here at tight end because you still have Jimmy Graham in the lineup for the Bears. Let's go to Cincinnati and look at what's going on there. And it's going to be a high-volume passing team. That's why Joe Mixon, a lot of his value is probably going to come from checkdowns and throwing to him short. Uh, Joe Mixon has kind of gone up and down with his value here. But I, th- I don't think they're going to trust the young backs as much here. So Mixon is valuable, but in half point full, I like him a little bit more than standard, where I think the Bengals are going to be a lot of negative game scripts. That's why I like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd in that order there of uh, guys that you can attack in your drafts. Chase, most talented. He has the highest upside to me in fantasy football. Higgins might be the safest pick, and Boyd has a pretty nice uh, floor as well because of his work in the slot with Joe Burrow. Let's go to Cleveland and look at uh, the Browns' final thoughts here. Uh, Kareem Hunt, people have been pivoting a little bit away from Kareem Hunt, knowing that Nick Chubb looks really good. He can also handle catching passes. I I think people have too much been down on Chubb, especially in that half-point and full-point PPR formats, where I think you should be more down on Kareem Hunt in general because the Browns are going to open up their passing game. They do have a lot of weapons. they got three tight ends they can throw to. they got a lot of good wide receiver depth and healthy this year. Mayfield spreading the ball around. I think they're still a traditional running team. They're going to play from ahead a lot. So Chubb is going to be the closer. So Kareem Hunt, buyer beware. I think he's more of a flex play right now than an RB2. Let's go to Dallas here, and uh, the Cowboys, the good thing about the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, fully good to go. The shoulder's not an issue, the ankle's not an issue, so if you've had any doubts about Dak Prescott, if he was going at a discount in your draft, be aggressive to get him. He's going to be consistent week in and week out. We look at his receivers, uh, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, we're ranking them as high-end wide receiver twos, even with Lamb as a borderline wide receiver one. You have Michael Gallup as a hot sleeper as a wide receiver three. So those three guys are going to help Dak put up big numbers as well as Zeke Elliott and the balance in the running game as well as uh, some defensive questions here with Dan Quinn. So do like the Cowboys uh, here with Dak and lighting it up and picking up where he left off there as the highest scoring fantasy football quarterback before he went down against the Giants. We'll cover a couple more teams in the segment. We'll cover the Denver Broncos as we're getting through the D's here. Not a lot I love about Denver. I'm still sticking with the intermediate targets I like the most. Jerry Judy over Noah Fant. Cortland Sutton, not too much interested. And, of course, Javonta Williams is the running back you should have and not Melvin Gordon here. So pretty simple with the Broncos. Still have Garrett Bowles on the left side to help a little bit. But I don't see them as a big field-stretching team with Teddy Bridgewater instead of Drew Locke. So... Judy, number one, I like him a lot as a wide receiver, two, three, borderline, no fan. Pretty good, solid, uh, middle of the road, uh, tight end one here for you. But Sutton, I'm pivoting away from, no interest in Melvin Gordon, and certainly love Javonta Williams. I think he's going to be the centerpiece of this running game sooner rather than later. Detroit, we know the vibes are not that great. Jared Goff in the transition in the passing game. Amon Ross St. Brown looks like their best wide receiver, the rookie from USC, but I'm all in on TJ Hawkinson. I'm more buyer beware on DeAndre Swift with the injury he has going into the season. Plus, uh, looking at uh, his in 
injury situation and his kind of game script situation where he's not going to touch the ball as much. And Jamal Williams is a guy that could really cut into his work in key situations here. So DeAndre Swift, I was high on him as an RB2. If he was on a different team, I'd be feeling a lot better vibes here. But on this team, a lot of question marks there. So be careful, DeAndre Swift, more into the flex category. He's kind of like Miles Sanders for me of the Eagles, just not wanting to overdraft this player. All right. We will get to the rest of the teams here in our final two segments, so we'll do that. We'll start at Green Bay, get all the way to the Washington football team with our final thoughts on every team. Football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Conference, Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurants. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today. And get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash lockdown. Use the promo code lockdown at checkout anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts Thursday, September 9th. That's this Thursday. Start at runyourpool.com slash lockdown and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash lockedon. We also know it's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. We've already got it going in college. We're going to get it going on NFL Thursday. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action of the season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest haul, half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use a mobile device this time today. To receive your 100% local bonus, all you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo as well. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener. That's this Thursday between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to enter that promo code locked on for that 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, let's uh, continue the show here and a look at our next wave of teams. We'll start with the Green Bay Packers here. We'll go all the way through their rivals, the Minnesota Vikings, in this segment. Green Bay, we left off at another. NFC North team, the Lions, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, solid. He's going to be just fine for you as the middle-of-the-road QB1. I like him there better than Justin Herbert there. After you get in the middle wave of QB1s right there with Tom Brady, he's going to put up the numbers. They're there. You could have a little bit of touchdown regression, but he's still going to deliver for you with Brady's solid option every week with a high floor for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones, good argument to be made that he can go as high as number three behind Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook in leagues, especially in half point. There, A.J. Dillon, however, you have to invest a early premium pick to get your handcuff and to make sure you lock up that Packers running back situation because the backfield is going to be very productive setting up Rodgers for big plays. Houston, the vibes are not great. We know that. I would avoid their backfield altogether. David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, and Rex Burkhead, not interested at all, but in their passing game, if you, you could do a lot worse than looking at Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver three here. I think he's got value there. He's going to get pretty high volume, we know there. So Texans begin and end with the targeting of Brandon Cooks. 
Indianapolis, uh, not a team that I'm investing a lot in. Jonathan Taylor, to me, because of all the other issues. So we'll see how Quentin Nelson responds with that preseason foot injury. Their elite guard there. But the passing game seems a little up and down here, especially with the Carson Wentz going in banged up. No T.Y. Hilton. Taylor, there's going to be a lot of stacked boxes. People trying to slow him down and dare Wentz to uh, get the ball downfield here in this offense, which could be difficult. So be careful, John Taylor. I think he falls more into the RB2 category to me because of all the issues in Indianapolis, and I'm not really interested at this point, other than Rodrigo Blankenship and their defense as any uh, Colts assets here in 2021. Now the Jaguars, the biggest thing we've been figuring out, Trevor Lawrence looks like a high upside QB2 that we're looking at, the rookie first overall pick from Clemson, but James Robinson has answered the question as well, being the healthy back in the backfield with Travis Etienne on the shelf with that Liz Frank foot surgery. The rookie first rounder will not be playing to help uh, Lawrence, but the biggest question in fantasy football, where do you go with their first wide receiver? Is it LaVisca Chenault Jr.? Is it DJ Chark Jr.? Or is it Marvin Jones Jr.? I still think it's DJ Chark. He's the most talented. He's a field stretcher. He's a good guy you can trust for air yards. I know he had the preseason injury with the finger, which is a concern, but People looked at Chanel with the bubble screens and all those short passes from Lawrence. You look at Marvin Jones and the reliability is the veteran there. I still think Chark, the most talented receiver, kind of blends all those elements here. So Chark still going behind both guys in some drafts. Going behind Chanel in a lot of drafts. I don't see that. Chark is going to be the number one receiver in Jacksonville. Clear cut here in 2021. Kansas City. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I told you there's a little bit of a question mark how much are you going to trust Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think he falls more than RB2 solid category back where he was last year. I don't see a big spike in his usage, especially with Daryl Williams still there. So keep that in mind. They're going to run the ball effectively, a little bit more effectively with CEH. But Williams is going to be a factor as well for Andy Reid. So again, be careful Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And really after Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, I'm not going to try to make Mikko Hardman work other than as a handcuff to Tyreek Hill. It's just not going to happen. We've seen it over and over again. It's really hard to find sustainable number three target volume and value here, especially with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire probably having a bigger role in the passing game behind Hill and Kelsey. We go from Kansas City to their rivals out in the desert, the Las Vegas Raiders. And look at the Raiders. Uh, again, I'm not feeling much other than Darren Waller here. Josh Jacobs and Kenny Drake, that situation seems messy. The wide receivers between Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and even with John Brown uh, out of the mix here with the Hunter Renfro. A little bit messy there. Don't trust Derek Carr. So Darren Waller is the only Raider I think I'm targeting in my drafts here. Again, Jacobs, borderline RB2, RB3 flex player. We'll see. Kenny Drake just has no appeal because we're not sure exactly of the role other than trying to handcuff to Jacobs. But really what you need is either Jacobs or Drake missing time to have some reliable value from that Raiders running game. Let's go to Los Angeles from Las Vegas. We'll do a double dose here with the Chargers and the Rams. Chargers uh, really like Austin Eckler, but just be a little careful. He's a little bit of durability issue. And uh, Justin Jackson, make sure you lock him up later in your drafts there to protect it. Keenan Allen, I think a little bit expensive there as a wide receiver one, given his uh, yardage show could be right around 1,000 or less here, and the touchdowns are not always there. The best value on the board, and warming up to more and more, is Jared Cook. If you're stuck and looking for a tight end that could have some starting potential late in your draft, you have to look at Jared Cook. He fits well in this offense with Joe Lombardi, and I think he's going to surprise some people with the numbers replacing Hunter Henry. Another sleeper tight end you can look at is Tyler Higby. He's got the position to himself. He's basically the third target behind Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. I also feel like Sonny Michelle is the back you want to trust most in L.A. with Xavier Jones on the shelf here. You also have uh, 
Daryl Henderson being an injury durability risk as well. And then uh, not having uh, Cam Akers in the mix. I really trust Sonny Michelle most in this Rams backfield. We look at Miami, and with Miami, uh, we're trying to figure out their backfield. Still think Miles Gaskin is going to be the guy there. So if you're looking for an RB2 flex sleeper there, I think he's the guy. Don't read in too much into Malcolm Brown and Salman Ahmed cutting too much into what he's doing. Where do I go among the Dolphins receivers? Clearly, it's Jalen Waddle. He's at a good camp here. I'd rather try the upside rookie that is reuniting with Tua Tagvola than Will Fuller, the initial suspended guy and a guy that's had soft tissue injury issues, and Devontae Parker, who really misses the year that he had with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And finally, in this segment, we'll look at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings lost Irv Smith. Not a lot of things going on here. Adam Thielen thinks he's going to have a little touchdown regression. Dalvin Cook is going to be solid there. It's a run-heavy offense. Alexander Madison is still your top handcuff. But I think Justin Jefferson is going to put on a show here. I talked about Calvin Ridley having that potential with his target share, touchdowns, and the yardage and catches to be the number one guy on the board to challenge Devontae Adams, a wide receiver. I think Justin Jefferson certainly can do that. He's that good of a player. Coming off a big rookie year, he's only going to get better. And again, with no Irv Smith at tight end, it's going to be a lot about these wide receivers. And Jefferson simply is the more talented, higher upside, explosive guy than Adam Thielen at this point for Kirk Cousins as he tries to keep his job here into 2022. All right, there's a few more teams we uh, got done there. We still have to get to 11 in our final segment. 11 more. So we knocked down 21 teams here. Quick rapid-fire blitz. Final thoughts here before your drafts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I also have to tell you about Built Bar. Once again, the best tasting protein bar ever. You've got to check out Built Bar. This is by far my favorite protein bar now. Conveniently delivered to my home, soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, every single bar is. How do you find out what your best Bilt Bar flavor is, like me? Well, I like the mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Those are just some of their core flavors that also include coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry. Also be on the lookout for their occasional delicious limited time flavors, such as grasshopper cookie, basically a thin mint cookie in the form of a protein bar. So there's something for everyone. The only way you can find out, again, to find... Pick your favorite flavor is to get Bilt Bar. And you can try all the flavors by getting a mix box where we get two each of nine flavors. The flavors of Bilt Bar are the best tasting, but they're also healthy for you too. 17 80 grams protein each bar, 130 to 100 calories, 180 calories only. Only four to five grams sugar in each bar and only four to five grams net carbs. All their flavors are amazing, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Remember, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we've got a rapid fire get through the last few teams here. We'll go from New England to Washington with our breakdown. Look at, look at the Patriots. Mac Jones is starting. Not interested in too much in the passing game. If I had to go with the tight end, it would be Jonah Smith. If I'm going with the wide receiver, I'm going with Nelson Aguilar. 
here, but keep in mind it's going to be a run-heavy team. That's why I really like Damian Harris. I think he's going to give you good RB2 value, especially with Sonny Michel gone, Ramondre Stevenson being a rookie, and James White being a catch pass back. So we're looking at Damian Harris getting you RB2 value. He's going to get the touchdowns. He's going to be more involved in the passing game than you think behind a pretty good offensive line now supported by those two tight end sets. The Saints, uh, Marcus Callaway is still the only wide receiver that I would target from this team. Michael Thomas just not interested with the missed games and not certain when he's going to return. Will they trade him, all that good stuff. So Marcus Callaway is the guy we're looking at, but still more of a flyer as a wide receiver. Five, not looking at someone to start just because by default he's the Saints' top wide receiver. And Adam Troutman with that situation there with his injury, we're not sure. So really not investing much in the Saints other than Alvin Kamara, James Winston, a good deep league Backup, Marcus Callaway, good guy with upsides to stash on your team as a wide receiver five. Let's turn to New York. New York, we'll go to the Giants first. This just doesn't have a lot of good vibes here. Saquon Barkley looks like he's going to battle through with that knee injury, but could, could be limited early in the season. So keep that in mind. They may not get the normal workload. They also have uh, Kadarius Toney, their first-round pick. He's had a hamstring. You've also had uh, their shiny new addition of free agent, Kenny Galladay. He's had a hamstring, so... A couple of concerns there that we're looking at with the Giants that makes me really kind of want to pivot off the Giants. Evan Ingram, undraftable now with his injury status here for week one. Could miss time and end up on IR as well. So brutal situation overall with the Giants. Uh, team may be looking to avoid as much as possible in fantasy football drafts. The Jets are a team you should not avoid. Zach Wilson, I think, is a sleeper QB2 with some big upside. Corey Davis is finally getting the recognition he deserves. We've been telling him about him all off season here, I think he's at least a wide receiver three. He's going to get that volume here, especially with Jameis Crowder hurting early. He's clearly the number one, finishes wide receiver 29 and a half point PPR last year. So good transition, good offensive vibes. Wilson, the offensive line, Davis here. Elijah Moore is a nice sleeper as a wide receiver five that can stash as a rookie. And Michael Carter, still the guy I would take out of his backfield versus uh, wasting any kind of early pick on Tevin Coleman. Let's pivot to the Eagles. Uh, not high on Miles Sanders right now. A little bit concerned about Jalen Hurts overall, how it comes together with his receiving core. I know he's got the big running baseline. A lot of unknowns about the Eagles, a little bit of a wild card. If I was going to go with wide receiver, I think I'd go with the Devontae Smith here early as a wide receiver four. Nothing higher than that for the Eagles. I really like Dallas Goddard because of the uncertainty over wide receiver and the connection with Hurts. There, he's a guy right there with uh, Tyler Higby, Jared Cook. Starters you can find a little bit later if you miss out on the guys you really want in the earlier tiers at tight end. The Steelers, Najee Harris, all in on him as an RB1. Everything else to be careful with. Ben Roethlisberger, I'm not interested in him as a backup because of all the messiness there. He can help you in certain streaming situations, but I'm not getting him as a regular backup to a number one. If I'm going with the wide receiver, I'm still going with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. A little bit big play dependent. He's a high upside, but he... Bit of boomer bust, a little touchdown dependent there, and it really depends on Big Ben as well. Can he get the ball downfield to him? So Chase Claypool, a little bit of question mark there. I still love him as a wide receiver two with upside, but if I'm going for solid wide receiver two with less volatility, I'm going with Deontay Johnson, Nodrich Small, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Let's go to the 49ers, and again, Trey Lance, don't overdraft him. He's starting the season with a finger injury, so be careful. Stash him later as a QB2, but make sure you have a good starting situation sewn up here for the early part of the season. Trey Sermon, still like him, but Raheem Mostert's going to have some good value early. So be patient with the Trey's, Lance, and Sermon on this team. Stash them a little bit later, but realize that Jimmy Garoppolo and Raheem Mostert are going to start early. George Kittle, I think, has a big rebound season, staying healthy. 
And uh, less interested in Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel with more injuries popping up for both of those receivers. Let's go to Seattle and uh, look at uh, their situation. DK Metcalf, just kind of solid as that wide receiver one overall. Tyler Lockett falls into more wide receiver three. Chris Carson has not gotten a lot of juice or sexiness there, but he, you could do a lot worse as an RB2 because we know he's had RB1 finishes before when healthy, and they're still going to run him even though they've uh, changed the offense from Brian Schottenheimer to Shane Waldron. They're not going to totally bend and run. They're good at doing that here to complement Russell Wilson. Well, the Buccaneers, a lot of mounts to feed there, a lot of question marks there, but I think you're looking at Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin, pretty much equal wide receiver twos with upside. Antonio Brown, a solid wide receiver three. That makes you a little bit less interested in the tight ends where Rob Gronkowski is more upside uh, tight end two there in this offense. But it all ties together. Tom Brady still being undervalued. I think he can easily put up a lot of touchdowns. One of the safest plays in fantasy football every week. Even without the running, this team is going to score a lot of points and he's going to get multiple touchdowns more weeks than not for the Bucks here as they try to defend their Super Bowl title. The Titans, again, team that uh, we're looking to avoid a little bit with A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. A lot of it was uh, really maximized last year with the Titans offense. I think there's room for regression here. The health could be a concern, the durability, as uh, the volume has gone up for Derrick Henry, for something to watch there. Tennessee, so if there's a team that's a bit overrated and is not going to give you the exact same results and expectations of last year, it is definitely the Titans. And finally, the Washington football team high in their main three guys, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas. Again, another of those stalled starters if you miss out on the hype guys like Hawkinson and Pitts. And Andrews having some value, you can look to Logan Thomas and get some good return there. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to get the ball in the hands of McLaurin, Thomas, and Gibson as much as possible. Gibson has running back one overall upside. That's how good he is in that role for Washington, uh, really growing into a complete running back. McLaurin growing into a top target that he's going to get peppered a lot here with Curtis Samuel hurt a little bit early in the season. He's still the dominant number one there. So McLaurin, Thomas, and Gibson all going to deliver for you. And that makes Ryan Fitzpatrick also a nice little backup there, QB2, that's going to be helpful in a lot of weeks as a streamer. All right, there we got through all the teams. We did it. We blitzed through here our second to last show before we get into the matchups here. So we'll do that on Matchup Wednesday, Matchup Thursday, break down all the week one games for you. We'll have one more show. We'll be looking at the early waiver wire watch list tomorrow before we dive into that. So that's what we're going to be doing normally on Tuesdays, our Pickup Tuesdays, looking at the waiver wire. Mondays are going to be Roundup Monday. We're going to have takeaways from the games we saw. So all... The action from Sunday, we're going to have those breakdowns for you, the most important fantasy football developments. So then we'll have our, again, Pickup Tuesday, waiver Wire, Matchup, Double Dose, Matchup Wednesday, Matchup Thursday, breaking down all the games. Then we'll come back Friday. We're looking at DFS there, the lineups that uh, you should be targeting with the price points as well as the last-minute injury updates you need to know. So that's our progressive, known as Locked on Fantasy Football during the regular season. Thanks so much for listening and watching us. I do have to remind you that betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blood specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another edition for Vinny Iyer and Locked on Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good holiday. Rest up because we have a long season ahead.